At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Another round of the playoffs coming up in GM Shuffle Podcast. A must listen for every football fan. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi goes off on players, teams, and coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday. Oh boy. Throughout the season, download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VEASAN and DraftKings today, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, why waste time? Let's bring him on right now. There you go, Paul. You brought him up. Michael Lombardi does join the program right now to recap everything that took place in Super Wildcard Weekend. Michael, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Oh, good morning to both of you. I mean, I am so, we are all so blessed with these incredible, incredible decisions that are made by people in charge of billion and i underscore that word billion dollar organizations mm-hmm. yeah and you just you just got to shake your head sometimes and wonder what is going on i mean and it was clear as it can be this weekend well all things considered now i mean because it's very easy and we, we did it certainly in the first hour like staley the fact that the chargers could possibly go out and get champagne it seems like it's a no-brainer to us but, you know, again, like Spanos is the owner here. He notoriously has not like gone out of his way to spend a zillion dollars on the organization. Uh, do you think it's automatic? Is it absolutely going to happen that this team fires Brandon Staley? I mean, I would think it's going to be hard to, to generate their fan base interest. They don't have a fan base in Los Angeles, as you guys know. Right. I mean, and I think, I think San Diego had a party when they lost that game. And so I, I, don't, I don't know if he has a choice. I think Staley fired himself. Oh. I don't think I think he fired himself. I mean, first of all, he fired himself with playing the players in the meaningless game in Denver, and then he fired himself with his decision making. I mean, you know what gets lost in all this is the fact that Staley is supposed to be a defensive guru, right? He's supposed to be some defensive. Oh my God, he's the greatest defensive coach since the history of football, and yet that's been the one consistent weakness of their football team since he's been there. I mean, since he's been there, they have not been very good. And, you know, they fired Gus Bradley when he was running it, and, and they kept thinking he was the problem. I mean, look, this team has not been good defensively. They can't, they can never stop the run, you know, since he was there. And so, like, I, I don't understand it. And then his in-game, every decision he makes, every one he makes, he is wrong. I mean, he should really adopt the George Costanza program and just do <laughs> <laughs> he got, yeah, not all. Not only does he the horrible decision week 17, right? Well, even if they won the game, Williams was likely out too. And then the week up, he goes, "Oh, he'll travel and we'll, you know, rest over reps and everything." And then, and then to top it off, you blow a twenty-seven point lead and you plus five in a turnover battle. Yeah, and if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt because they missed a field goal, so say he was plus four in the turnover, that's a ninety percent chance of winning yeah. the game. I mean, he comes out in the second half, they throw it twenty-five times to run eight brushes. But this has been the problem, right? So he he's supposed to be called himself head coach. And you let the offensive coordinator, this is what happened to Sean Payton early in his career in New Orleans. It became so easy with Drew Brees to run wide stick, to, to run spacing, to get five yards whenever you needed it because the quarterback was so good. But when you got to play tough and you got to stick your nose in there and run the football, 
you know, they can't do it. I've been saying this all year about the Chargers. I mean, the decision to let Melvin Gordon go, I understand. I mean, you don't want to pay all that. But they needed a big back. They needed someone. They needed a Ramondo Stevenson to go along with Eckler. Eckler is an auxiliary piece. He is kind of, he's the luxury addition to the car. He's the enhanced stereo system. He mm. makes it so much better. But he can't carry you. You can't feed him the ball all the time because you take away his effectiveness. It's the same thing with Melvin Ingram, excuse me, with Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. You need, you need another back. Mm-hmm. You need another back with him, and they never did that. Yeah, it's, it's one of these days. I just have to set you up and let you go. I mean, that's how it is. Uh, so, Mr. Former NFL Executive, what the hell, how can that happen in Miami? Before the fourth down play, the original play clock ran down to 14 seconds. The officials bumped it up to 25. Miami had 51 seconds to get the ball snapped and couldn't get it off in time. How does that happen over and over? Well, I mean, it happened the whole game. But, look, I think you got to go back. Here, here, we always are taught this mythology, right? We're told that, you know, Mike McDaniel is a genius, underscore genius, in the run game. He goes into Buffalo, and I tweeted this, and people are like, well, he kept the game close. He goes into Buffalo a team that he ran for 188 yards on the last time he went up there. They didn't change what they were doing with their front. They played, they played nickel. They did exactly this. He goes up there. He, he, he puts the ball in Thompson's hands 45 times. Yes. What do you think was going to happen? If I told you guys, if the fact that they were close was a miracle. I mean, let's be honest here. The defense got him seven points. The special teams got him three points, right? It, it isn't, and so his game plan to go in there was like he didn't help the quarterback at all. He never gave the quarterback a chance. Never gave him a chance. And then this whole decision on fourth down, and I didn't think it was a first down. Look, I mean, what is your job as a play caller? You're standing right there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting on my couch. I knew it wasn't a first down. You guys knew it wasn't a first down. Everybody knew it wasn't a first down, whether they said it was or wasn't. You saw he didn't get to the sticks. Like, I don't. I mean, and then of course he blames somebody else, which is so, which is a popular thing to do. Yeah. Well, what what happened in the Sunday night game on the final drive for Baltimore? How does how are you huddling with two timeouts and letting all that time you you take over? There's three minutes left, and you got to throw a hail mary. Well, I mean, let's go back to it. At one seventeen to go, they throw a pass for eleven yards, get a first down. The next time they snap the ball, the next time they snap the ball is thirty four seconds. Thirty four seconds. So they burn, they basically burn, let's say they burn almost 50 seconds there. And the problem is, us as fans, nobody talks about it. But when you see you lose 50 seconds, that's how many plays did you lose. And if you divide six into 50, that kind of gives you a roundabout number of how many plays you allowed to go. They went to a huddle. They went to a huddle. I mean, he had yes. timeouts. If, if the kid couldn't do it, then call timeout. If he didn't know what to do, then call. T- but they just let 50 seconds go when they needed every play. I mean, it was the worst two-minute drill. I tweeted this out. It looked like Army and Navy trying to throw the ball. I mean, it was horrible. It was bizarre. And they deserved to lose. I mean, you let all that time get off the clock. And then, not only then, to make matters worse, they put them under center, and they run a they run an inside zone play, which bounces outside and naturally gets called for holding. The holding. Like, why would you run that play? Yes. Why would you run that play down there? Like, what yep. made you think that was a good idea to run an, a, a down and distance play in a two minute drill? And when they didn't, when they reacted to it, I mean, that's as bad as it gets. But this is Baltimore's offense all year. They have no passing game. I mean, look at all their passes. They were blown coverages. They were loose plays. They don't have a passing game. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, current VEASAN host, former longtime NFL executive Michael Lombardi, our guest. You had a brilliant idea during the break. And if you explain this, why this would be so great for like uh, networks that are actually airing games to show this, to have a counter next to the actual play co- clock. Uh, and what you just said, like every six seconds you're missing another play. So explain what your idea would be here. Well, I think it happens on both sides. So, okay, so when we get late in the game, when you go into the game, like let's take Buffalo's Buffalo game with Miami. When Buffalo got the ball back, there should be a graphic next to the clock so the fans know how many first downs Buffalo would have to get to win the game. And then if you have the ball in the two-minute drill, there should be a graphic saying how many plays anticipated getting off. I mean, they can't wait to show us the, the win probability, which is never right. They can't wait to show us that. So why not show us how many plays are left in the game? And once you know how many plays are left in the game, you kind of have a sense. So when John Harbaugh allows the play clock to go from 117 to 36, and us as fans are sitting at home and watching the plays disappear from 15 down to 5, 
wait a minute, that was a huge mistake right there. I you love see it. it visually. That's- you see it visually. That's the most important thing about how many plays are left in the game. It's like at the end of the game, they should come on and tell you how many first downs you need to win the game, how many first downs you have to. And, and if you don't do that, it becomes the fans don't get a sense of how important each second is. I love it. I think it's a brilliant idea. So do you, do you think that Harbaugh and the clock management was worse than Kirk Cousins on fourth and eight checking it down yesterday? Nah, you know, I mean, but yeah, that was worse. Because Harbaugh's a, a good coach and he's a good game manager, and you would think that would have been more prepared. I mean, we know Cousins going to get rid of the ball. The problem was Bradbury was hurt the whole game. He played. He was on the injury report. I didn't think he was going to play. And Lawrence just kept pushing him back in the pocket. And as we know, yeah. quarterbacks hate anybody in their way. And Kirk was going to get rid of that ball. Kirk's the most unaware quarterback of all time based on the situation. I mean, can you imagine throwing that check down? You're, you're, you're making $45 million a year, and you throw the ball there. I mean, that's good in May when we're in seven-on-sevens. So you can throw it there. Okay, great. No problem, Kurt. I mean, take your reads. We got to make a play here. Yep. Like here's what I said, and I wrote about this for Veasan. Your best players have to play their best for you to win, and obviously that's one thing Cousins has never done in critical games under pressure. Well said. Who do you like tonight? I like Dallas. I've been on Dallas all week. Okay. I think Dallas is. I think they're in the perfect place, right? I know they're the favorite, but everybody's talking about Brady. They have the much better team. They're the better team. And if they come out, and if my man Keller Moore doesn't go into his basement in Des Moines and start playing Madden over there, we got a chance. But you know, but don't rule that out because nobody can play Madden. I mean, this is the all-time Madden champion now, Keller Moore. He could care less about the game. He could care less about the game. That's the thing about Mike McDaniel. Nobody talks about Mike McDaniel plays worst complimentary football of any play caller I've ever seen. And today, he'll probably fire Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator. Not probably. He will. No. And once he does that, it'll be all his fault when he never did anything to help the defense stay off the field. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, catch the Lombardi line yeah. weekdays at uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific right here on VEASAN. Michael, great catching up. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, guys. Great job. You talked to him for an hour. One of those days. you got to watch the Lombardi line. If, oh. if every instinct you have is wrong, <laughs> well, the opposite would have to be right. Great job, Michael. Yeah. Costanza. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> How about that play? They, they run. Now, I know it's a third-string quarterback, but it's fourth and eight. He goes for it. He, run, he checks it down. The Bills blow the tackle. But, I mean, that play, they should have stopped well, I mean, that. They were midfield. He went for it. Thompson was not helped out by his receivers yesterday. No, absolutely. I mean, it felt like but, I was but watching. Michael's right, though. Run the ball. Throwing it 45 times. Yeah, and he only completed 18 passes, by the way. Right. A lot of but, drops. But, so but how many of those were drops? Well, why are you throwing the ball third and 19 backed up, too? The interception? What are you doing? Run a draw and get punt. All right, we'll get into the Cowboys-Buccaneers coming up next. The difference between Dallas on turf and grass sticks out like a sore thumb. We will tell you the numbers coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. 
This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Looking for an edge tonight, Monday Night Football. VSEN experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Intro offer only $9.99. Pro subscribers get access to the recap of the top plays by every host and guest. The betting splits, the deep dive betting reports, the betting guides. Limited time offer, $9.99. Sign up now. Become part of the family. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We were talking about this during the break. A reminder of uh, what could have been with the Chargers. Because Dable, again, was, uh, boy, what what a year for the Giants, right? And Danny, oh. Danny Dimes looks spectacular. Remember remember last year? Remember late? Remember what they were, that garbage running with Judge? With that quarterback sneak? Oh, God, Paul. Back-to-back plays? It was disgusting. Want to give the punter room, he said. Yeah, sure. Back-to-back plays. Quarterback sneak from their own end zone, pretty much. The Chargers, when they were interviewing new head coaches two years ago, it was down to Staley and Dable. The Chargers, of course, elected to go Brandon Staley. Dable remained in Buffalo. So when he was available to take the Giants job, he said yes to that. I mean, the Chargers could have had this guy. It's not the only team. I mean, I'm sure several teams going back would like to have it over. Yeah. That interviewed Brian Dable about their head coaching spot, right? There were a lot of big names that they uh, passed on over to take Anthony Lynn, too. That was another one. Sean McDermott, there's another one. Yep. Yeah, my God. Oh, you found it. Excellent. Yep. They spoke to Andy Reid before hiring Mike McCoy. They spoke to Sean McDermott before hiring Anthony Lynn. They spoke with Brian Dayball before hiring Brandon Staley. Oh, my God. That's from a... a uh, yeah, that's that's yep. why they're probably not going to get this right. Yeah. You know, I won't be surprised. As for tonight's game, um, I know going back one week ago today, I was betting the Buccaneers plus three, minus 120. And I said late last week, I kind of changed my mind on this game. I do have them open-ended now on teasers tonight as well. Yeah, I need a close game. But the closer we got to the actual game time, the more I started to drift towards the, the Cowboys. Like Michael said, I mean, on paper, the Cowboys are a much better football team. They just are. Like all, almost all the numbers point in that direction. Better. I don't know about much better. It's been an ugly close to the season. Let's be honest. Yeah, but in totality, I mean, okay. it was a, well, it was a horrendous season for the Buccaneers. Okay, uh, Dallas should have lost at home to Houston. They lost to Jacksonville and gave up forty points, blew a big lead. They struggled to put away Tennessee with a guy that Tennessee just signed off the street to play quarterback, and that listless garbage uh, week eighteen against Washington, lost by twenty in that game. What? Do you, well, does, does Dak throw a pick? He's a dollar eighty to throw an interception. Again, this has never happened before. The guy missed five-plus games and led the league in interceptions. And he's thrown an interception seven games in a row. Yeah. He is 0-4 ATS career in the playoffs. We know the last time they haven't won a road playoff game since January 17th, 1993. Oh, by the way, the GOAT's a home dog in the playoffs, where I think the first time ever. I mean, everything's lining up here where it's like, oh, not so fast. I'm not leaving. Don't count me out. I'm not leaving this this soon. Also, the defense. What has happened to this defense? Do they make Brady uncomfortable? Right. Do they get pressure on Brady? And does Dak take care of the ball? That's, let's just start there with what will determine the outcome. Well, that's easier said than done because the Buccaneers, the thing with Tom Brady is going back pretty much yeah. his entire career, they have found a way, somehow, some way, like Belichick all those years, this year with Tampa Bay, even though they had a bunch of uh, offensive linemen injured, they always find a way to protect Brady. I mean, think back to that uh, AFC title game when the Broncos had that incredible defense, Patriots almost won that game, and they, he got hit like 20 times. The Von Miller-led defense. It, that was an all-time performance by the Broncos that day, and they needed every inch of it to beat Brady. And that's how you yep. got him. The Giants in the Super Bowl in 07. They yes. put pressure with the front four on Tom Brady. There is this aspect now. I know that it's been a big talking point for a good week. The Cowboys on grass compared to the Cowboys on turf, 11-1 and on Very turf good. this year. Now, their overall numbers, uh, from the defensive standpoint, Paulie, on turf, EPA per play allowed. That's expected points added. 
minus 0.149. Second best overall in the entire league on turf. On grass, they played at Philly, Green Bay, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Washington. EPA per play allowed, minus 0.047, 20th best. So on turf, they're the second best defense, EPA per play in the entire league on grass, 20th. Now, it's, it's a 12-game sample size compared to a 5-game sample size. Is there really much there? Huh. 1-4 overall with the record when they play on grass compared to 11-1 and one on turf again. Yep, and, and Michael just mentioned about his concerns about the coaching staff and Kellen Moore. I mean, I, I know Pollard's the better guy. Uh, most people know Pollard should get more touches, but how, is, is, a lot, is it Zeke heavy? Is, did they mix in Pollard? I mean, Pollard should be the go-to guy here as well. But that, that's something else where I think they screw that up. Every single week. Look at these numbers. And, and here, you know, this is I, I disagree. And I Jerry can can say what he wants, but I think McCarthy's coaching for his job too. If they lose this game, number one, there's Florio nailed it. You have the blown out scenario, but also could be worse if they lose in back to back years, it's a coaching boo boo. And you and you blow it's like, what are you doing? Sliding early. There's not enough time to do that with what happened last year right. against San Francisco. But it's I keep hearing about the talent and what they have, and they pay Dak so much money. I mean, if they lose again, one and done in the playoffs, if Sean Payton's out there again, it's to me, it's an upgrade no matter what direction you would go to uh, moving on from McCarthy. But I think his job's on the line, too. It should be. Yeah, here's the difference between Pollard and Elliott. Pollard averages 5.2 yards per carry. Elliott, 3.8. That's 1.4 yards per, per carry. Receiving, Pollard averages 9.5 yards per catch. Zeke doesn't catch the ball often. It's 5.4 yards, but he has 14 touchdowns, all of them basically at the one or two yard line, right? 12 straight games. So that's been good, but overall, the more efficient and effective player clearly is Tony Pollard. I'll give you this on Tom Brady. When you go back and look at his overall numbers on the year, he only threw the ball 27 times in week one. Think, think about that for a second. Keep that number in mind. Yeah. He had fewer than 40 pass attempts two other games all year. I'm not including week 18. Fewer than 40, only twice, and he had 27 in week one. Brady had at least 27 completions in 11 other games. Brady's completions since December, 36, 34, 30, 32, and 34. His attempts since December, 54, 55, 44, 48, and 45. If you're looking to play Tom Brady props tonight, this is what I'm getting at. Leonard Fournette had 127 yards rushing in week one. He would not eclipse 70 yards again until their overtime win on Christmas Day. So week one was a, a you know a total fluke compared to the rest of the season for the Buccaneers. Yep. Dallas could not move the ball week one. Uh, Dak was, uh, got banged up later in that game. But uh, that story has been the how bad the offense has been. You're right. They come, come from behind wins. Shouldn't have made the playoffs. But 25th in points per game. And... I, I again, I I don't think they'll have that success throwing it downfield to Evans, like they did in that Carolina game. I thought it was a total fluke. So this offense has been broken the whole season, and this is a game Dallas should win. But how can you counter? How can you disrespect Brady and, and pick against him in a big game like this when he's so good all time in the playoffs and no one's even close with his thirty plus playoff wins all time. Right now there is a bunch of talk, and we do. So here are the Brady props: twenty and a half yeah. completions. That's a huge number. Yeah. Uh, I like the attempts, actually, over 42-and-a-half. That's, uh, I mean, look at how juiced up they are, but I think it gets there again. Have not been effective running the football at all, and this guy goes out, out there. I just ran down the numbers. I mean, he, he sails over 42-and-a-half like every single game, and if they fall behind, oh, forget the running game. Yeah. So we have a guest coming up in about 35 minutes, Michael Gelkin. He covers the Cowboys. I can't wait to ask him about the, uh, how, the, how the Cowboys are preparing for this game. He had a story about how they're expecting... C.D. Lamb to get you know double teamed or extra attention. So who does that open up then? Michael Gallup says, yeah. "Bring it on!" I can't wait if I have a one on one. Okay, maybe there's an angle there. Gallup to go over, maybe Gallup to score anytime touchdown. Schultz, another guy. Sure, okay. I, th- I I can go to war with with Schultz. Okay, I like him. I think he's a good weapon. Could be Tom's last game in Tampa. Probably is Tom's last game in Tampa too. Could well, could be. Excuse me. Uh, I I think he moves on, but and then. But this is this is what, a tough game. Which team? This is a tough. They, they a lot of both of these teams have major holes. Yeah. Which team would you give a better chance to go to San Francisco and win? Dallas. Yeah, me too. No doubt. Yep. No doubt about it. 
I think it would be another rough day at the office for Tom and the Buccaneers if they have to go play the 49ers. I didn't expect Brady to move the ball in that game. It's what happened defensively that was alarming. They put a 40-burger on him. This offense is so hot right now with San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Plus, but the, the winner's in trouble, though. It's hor- I mean, it was that, that's why you get the one or the two seed, though. But And I know ESPN fought hard for this game, but you're going travel cross-country short week, even if you win this game. Yeah, true. It's set up beautifully for San Francisco. Will uh, another game go over tonight? 5-0 and so far in Super Wild Card Weekend. I think it's a high number, 45 and a half. The prop, we'll get to this coming up, but the prop is still, I mean, yeah, this this 20 points business. Will every team score 20 points and Baltimore just missed? Will every team score two touchdowns? That's another one. Or just You would think both teams can get the 20 points, though. That shouldn't be a uh, problem. Not, I don't know. Really? I don't know. The, the, I, could, I could easily see this game being 17-13 fourth quarter Buccaneers ball. Really? Do they go down and win 20-17? to 17? Okay. I, just, I can't get there with how bad Dallas has been defensively. But, but you yeah. also, you, I think, you know, because does Dak finally take care of the ball, though, too, which... I will, I will say this. I mean, I know it's one game. The Cowboys' offense was, I mean, ugly against Washington Terrible. in Week 18. Yeah. The offense was just disgusting. Yep. So we'll run down more of the wildcard props, props that are still open, and this needs more attention. His playoff record as a dog's incredible. This is Follow the Money on v Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 all postseason long. Guinness, made of more. DraftKings.com for details. So the dogs are 4-1 ATS so far in this round. Based on the closing number, every game's gone over. That Cincinnati game opened 44, bet down to 40, and falls 41. And uh, one more thing with tonight, Brady, 2-16 and 16 ATS last 19, last 18, rather, at yeah, night. Yeah, at night. 2-16 and 16 ATS running night games yeah. for Brady. Now, how about this? Oh. Here, here's what I need to happen on an open-ended bet that I have. Okay. I have the uh, prop of more than one and a half missed extra points. Now, you're going to tell me that every game... Oh. Went over the total so far, and I did not get a missed extra point until if you told me that McPherson would miss an extra point and that every game would go over the total, I'd be smiling. I'd be telling you if I would have put more money on it. I would say, of course, I cashed that that prop by now. Yep, he was the first of all those points and all those PAT attempts. He's the first guy to miss. So suddenly, it's the best weekend ever for kickers. You got to be kidding me. Yep. Now I have to have an, a missed extra point in this game tonight. Yep. I like that as well. Oh, God. Good job by Lawrence Tynes on the show Friday, too. Oh, he really nailed the Giants. Giants by seven. They have easy time of it. They they certainly did offensively. No doubt about it. How about some of these crazy props that are still alive? Hit me with them. And pending. And you, you can tweet in or email craziest uh, prop you've seen that you cashed or hit uh, that's been out there over this past weekend. So, uh, O-lineman, no touchdown yet. A non-quarterback to throw a touchdown. Quarterback receiving, nothing yet. But... Will every team score two touchdowns? That's a live. I can't to believe one. that. 30 to 1. And remember, will every team score at least 20 points? That was 100 to 1. The Huntley garbage, Air Jordan from the two-yard line. Yeah. I mean, that that's in play, too. Well, even at the end happen. of the game, sure. another chance. That, that's it, that, that, too, right? You, Paul, you were running down all these props on Friday, and I just I was Matumbo. I'm like, get out of here with that. Yep. You're not going to – every team to score 20 points, no chance. Come on, what are we doing here? Will, every, will there be points in every quarter? That's alive, plus 450. Will, will every team have a touchdown and a field goal, 20 to 1? That's alive. Will every team have a field goal and a passing touchdown, 9 to 1? That's alive. So – until that Baltimore game, and you, you look good after, uh, well, that's the other thing. You, you, you punch in a touchdown there before halftime. It's 14-9 to nine instead of 10-9. to nine. The play calling there was atrocious. I would agree. What they were running. But you're, you're thinking you, you're live here to this game tonight, 101 ticket. So I remember openly laughing at you on Friday when you said every team to score a touchdown in a field goal, at least. Yeah. There was another one um, that would have been in play. Uh, every team to have a rushing touchdown, it was, I think it was passing, rushing, and field. It was convoluted. 
Anyways, the only team that hadn't done it so far would have been Jacksonville. They didn't have a rushing touchdown. Lawrence, all four touchdowns were through the air. Yeah, yeah. So that thing, that oh thing was in play. That was another astronomical payout. For every team? There was something, yeah. Crazy. Something and that's the only team so far where... Without a rushing touchdown oh is my. Jacksonville what? in these games. Sure. I wouldn't even consider betting some of these props. Yeah. But look at that. Uh, a wild weekend. Every game goes over and it's open. I'll give you this on... Uh, were you aware of Jacksonville here in their last five games? I saw a great tweet on this from uh, Matt Hayes, who covers college football. Last five Jags games at home, they've been down a combined 70 points. They've won all five games. Oh, my God. Cardiac that's, kids. That's the last five at home. And there's more yeah. on this now. Doug Peterson's playoff wins. If you go back and look at the history here. 2017, divisional round against the Falcons. Two and a half point underdog. That was Nick Foles. They won the game 15-10. 2017 conference title game. The Vikings were favored in that game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. On the road against... Uh, yeah. yeah Nick oh, yeah, they had the dog masks out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Off the, uh, there's another one, by the way, off the Minneapolis Miracle. Now, yes, that's what I thought the, of earlier when you brought teams, that up. These teams who have these epic comebacks usually fall flat the next week. And the Vikings went down the field. They right. scored a touchdown to Kyle Rudolph, and then that was it for the rest of the game. It was. Peterson, Super Bowl, plus four and a half against the Patriots. They won it outright. The next year in the wild card game against the Bears, plus six and a half. Won that game outright 16-15. 2018 divisional round against the Saints. They were somehow alive and kicking in that game against the Saints. Yeah, they had a 14-point lead. Yeah, plus eight, lost 24-14. The next year in the wild card against the Seahawks, plus one and a half, they lost 17-9. And then this year against uh, the Chargers, plus two and a half, they won 31-30. So every single win in the playoffs during his career, they've been an underdog. That's outrageous. That is. It's astonishing. Absolutely. So here is the, Doug Peterson, quickly here. Mm -hmm. uh, he was asked what it says about the team that they never flinched. I mean, it's everything. You know, it's it's just what I told him at halftime. You know, it's kind of like our season, you know, and, and um, you know, we've put ourselves in a hole at times, and then we've, we've worked ourselves out of it at times. And and uh, just to have uh, the resiliency and the, and the fight and the desire and the... Um, the ability to continue to play, you know, because it could have easily gone the other way, right? Um, and and that's what I'm so proud of these guys for. Um, everything's on the line, and uh, you know they go out and get the job done. He was he was fine at halftime. He's like, well, we just got to keep chipping away, keep keep uh, down, keep grinding. And he, I, I'm like, what? What does he know the score? But he was right. And the, you got to give full marks to Lawrence too. Again, to to do that and a half, and go back-to-back -back interceptions to start, and you come out and you're still slinging it, and you bring the guys back. I yep. mean, that that was, again, since November, he had only he had a 14-2 to touchdown INT ratio, and was second in completion percentage and third in passer rating. Well, how many he, guys... He comes out, keeps turning the ball over. Yeah, but, how, like how many guys in history can go for 288 yards, four touchdowns, and four INTs in the yeah. same game? I liked back. your tweet. Like, back, uh, like who... How, like, Going back in I the said, 80s or 90s. Yeah, name me a quarterback from the uh, 80s or early 90s who would have that stat line. Uh, unbelievable submission. Mo most people said Jeff George or Brett Favre. That would make a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Either one of those guys, right? Especially Favre, yeah. Yeah, Favre, no doubt. So, if we have good weather in KC, I know that the first game was not exactly like uh, super high scoring. Are we going to get a lot of stops? Chiefs-Jags game? The first game, I, was, yeah, the first yeah. game was surprisingly kind of low scoring, how it played out. But that wasn't Lawrence wasn't playing at a high level at that point, and he said he he credited the London loss in Denver when he turned his season around too. Uh, but Kansas City was sloppy with that ball as well. But that was Kansas City does have they play better at home defensively as well. Yeah, and I really like what I watched in the last game against the Raiders too, from a pass rush standpoint. And what Jones was able to do. Yeah. I mean, that was beautiful. Remember, I, I know you say first game and no film, but he did march up and down the field on uh, San Francisco the prior week. So did. good job by Kansas City. But I do think that's a lot of points. I, I, I will say this. I mean, for the overall game plan, and I know Lawrence, again, was awesome in the second half, and they absolutely have weapons for him to throw the ball to. I think the game plan is going to have to be something similar to what Baltimore did last night. Yeah, keep him off the field. You, keep the, you play, right. keep away from Patrick Mahomes. And if you can... 
get Etienne going, who was awesome again last night or t- on Saturday. And uh, you, if you can go on some of these sustained drives, melting clock, you don't want to. You can't really have expectations to go to KC and outscore Mahomes and the Chiefs and win like another thirty-one thirty game. Mm-hmm. The end around play was beautiful on fourth down. Awesome. Totally caught the Chargers off guard. They were expecting the quarterback sneak push. Oh, the, the, you, the, the three guys in the back. Yes. Was, it was awesome. By the way, he did the same thing in week three when they played. And it was Doug Peterson. He did the, basically the same thing in a different formation of Brandon Staley where they isolated a play on fourth down and they set it up to the only player who could make a play for the Chargers was Samuel on fourth down for the stop. And it was just... He did, it, he did it twice with two different looks against Daly and completely killed him. So, now that was, uh, that was a great job by that dude. And for, for Lawrence to keep his composure sure. in the second half oh. and not get rattled. The Jake DeLome game, the Ty Detmer performance. People were tweeting that out immediately. Yeah, Detmer threw seven picks in a game once. It's like, well, this guy's capable of anything. I gave up on the game. In the, in the third quarter, I'm like, that's it. They're not coming back. Oh, really? And then between the... And then the between Dungy and Michaels, it kind of felt like a week four game. No, not into it at all. Mm. It's like, wake these guys up. I had the volume on the game, but I wasn't even paying attention to the broadcast. And I, oh. I saw later on that people were just killing him. I'm like, okay. Well, the I, final call. I mean, the, the guy's a legend. Bad. But to go out like that, it's like he makes like 10, 15 million a year. And the game winner, it's up. It's good. Flag on the play. It's on the defense. We'll see you. The best I thing mean, about it, Trevor Lawrence was celebrating by going to Waffle House later on. Yes. A packed Waffle House. There's Trevor Lawrence waiting in line. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. There we, you go. We need one of those out here in Las <laughs> there Vegas. He is. Look at that. I'm hungry. I want to go get a bite to eat. I need to go. I have a big time hankering for Waffle House. Let's go. Come on. All right. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A lot to go over still from uh, the weekend and what we have coming up in the divisional round. It never hurts to take a peek at. Super Bowl MVP odds. We'll discuss that coming up here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah! 
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. All right, we're heating up, getting ready for the divisional round, Monday Night Football. Bet Rivers, your go-to book. Division round parlay insurance coming up this weekend. Playoff first touchdown insurance. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get in on all the action at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. I'll remind you last year how the season ended. Starting the divisional round in the conference title games and then the Super Bowl. 3-3-3-6-3-3. Excuse me, four. Four in the Super Bowl. Those are how the games ended. Three-point game, three-point game, three-point game. Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime by six. Three-point game. And then the Super Bowl. Is that still... Is it the best game you ever watched? Or just the best finish, uh, maybe? The second half was nuts. I remember, the, the, the fourth I, quarter was just... Yeah, the back and, and forth. And by the way, that, that was the Sunday night game last year. Good luck falling asleep after that one. I wanted to watch it again the entire night. Yeah. Just like, are you? did that really happen? Well, fingers crossed, but that's the, that's the game people want to see again. Then you have the neutral field. I think we're going to get into it. What Bill, yeah. I think we're getting Bill's Chiefs. Right. I mean, I, I have loved this Bengals team all year long. I'll say it again. Dude, if they have three offensive linemen out, they're going Burrow's not going to get much protection. You saw it last night. Again, they could not keep... It felt like the Ravens were getting somebody on uh, Burrow every single time he dropped back to pass. All right. And would, you can't trust the Bengals to run the football at all. Yep. But the Bills had a pretty good pass rush and put heat on Thompson, but the Bills looked pathetic after the first quarter. I know. Pathetic. And again, Josh Allen continues to turn the ball over, and he's sloppy with the ball. I have my concerns about the Bills for sure. Yeah? I, I really do. Do I, they? Do, okay, put it this way. People still have them power rated as the best team in the NFL. I, I'm not so sure about that. I know it's all based on numbers. I can't go there. I, 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 don't, I mean, they're, they're good. They're very good, but uh, man, they have problems. There's been something wrong since Thanksgiving. And it, even going back to, I even say that Jet game. The Jets game. The second, the first Jets game that they lost and Allen got hurt. They haven't looked the same. And then they had to move the game, play in Detroit. You survive against the Lions at, uh, on, the, on the road. Uh-huh. Now you've won nine in a row, but it hasn't been pretty. But it's just, the, the, you can't beat yourself. You can't make silly mistakes, and they're doing that every week. And it starts with Allen, which his numbers his numbers are phenomenal in the playoffs. He's also four and zero at home in the playoffs, and zero and three on the road. But it, they got a lot of help. They got a lot of help, and they had to hang on for dear life to beat a third string quarterback. And as Peter King wrote today, it looked like everyone on Miami got the playbook before the game. I mean, they can't get the play in fourth yeah. and one becomes fourth and six. They're out of timeouts, and that's a good line. It, they have to do a better job, and that's. That should have been an easy win. Easy. Yeah. And it's now, 17 nothing. you almost lose? That said, I mean, when you look at the updated odds right now to win the Super Bowl MVP, uh-huh. Josh Allen is currently sitting at 6-1. to one. He's the second shot on the board behind Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what are the bills to win the Super Bowl? 5-1? to one? Plus 450? They're, they're 350. Three, plus 350 at some spots? Okay. Okay, so if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, oh. what does Josh Allen turn into at that point to win the right. MVP? He's well, it, even yeah. money, minus 120? Yeah, it's a good discussion, though. It's like, well, what has to happen for the team to win and the quarterback doesn't get it? You had it last year with Cup, right? Yeah. But if the quarterback, if a wide receiver goes off, they're usually going to say, well, I credit the quarterback. Because if a wide receiver goes off, the quarterback's usually going to have great numbers. Yeah, it happens so, so often. I mean, the last year was the exception to the rule. Right. I mean, it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback almost every single year. Right. Even Brady, uh, Brady, James White. What James White did against Atlanta. Agreed. They went with Brady. And then uh, did he get it with, with the Atlanta? Yeah, that was Atlanta, right, too. And then uh, people were making the case. That only, the, the, well, the Rams game, who do you give it to? That yeah. was that thing. That thing's 3-3 three, three in the fourth quarter. You know, buddy. James White, the week of the week of the game at the Westgate, James White was 200-1. Sure. He was awesome in that game. Yeah, he, so... Uh, Look at uh, the Chiefs right now with Mahomes. The Chiefs are in the plus 310 territory to win the whole thing. Mahomes is plus 350. Well, even if we get KC and Philly, for example, Mahomes is going to be, he'll be the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. So maybe rather than looking at the Chiefs to win the whole thing right now, you take a a shot with Mahomes to be the MVP of the game. Mm -hmm. I think Allen at 6-1 is a, a solid bet.
Even though we I, we just got done poo-pooing on the Bills, you know? <laughs> Look at Brock Purdy at set plus 750. Oh, can he do this? He's the fourth shot on the board. I know people were doing this last week, and I don't blame them. Unfortunately, this market's unavailable in Las Vegas, so I'm a little chapped over that. So we didn't really talk about it last week. How about some of the 49ers skilled players? Would you like a slice at uh, George Kittle in the 150-1 to 1 range? Yeah. Or Ayuk? Debo? At 100, Debo? Yeah. Debo's now 30 to that, 1. That's the guy, though. D- either Debo or McCaffrey. Because it's it's rushing and receiving. Uh, that's the guy who could have a combined 180. Debo went over his rushing yards prop on his first carry. <laughs> God, they are lethal. Yeah, yeah, but the dump off. All right, 75 yards. 75 yards. yards. Yep. Here you go. They are. Boom. Sure. And that's where maybe Purdy won't get the credit. It's like, wow, come on. You have so much talent around you. You're just managing the game. Yeah. And there's like just. Well, so on that team, would you rather have Purdy plus 750 or McCaffrey 14 to 1? I want McCaffrey. He can do it all. Sure. He I mean, might, he, hell, he, he might he, throw one. That He could do that too. He's your leader right now with that prop for most uh, rushing yards. He did it in the first game. He's, it's still held up so far Yeah, uh, with the long run. Bad job by him though. He, looking at, he got caught looking at the Jumbotron. Guy's chasing you. Come on, make a move. Right? It's, like, it's kind of like the Bengals game, the Hubbard touchdown. Turn around and block the guy. Don't just keep running. I, I, Andrews is gaining on him. Turn around and shove him down. I do think, though, put yourself in the player's shoes. Do you think they can see where the guy is when they look at the jump? He right, missed him. He was still looking yeah, back. Yeah, no, objects might be closer than they appear. Uh-huh. No, he got caught. He looks. He's looking up. He's, oh, the guy's right there. Uh, the, uh, Make a move. Stiff arm. He would have housed it. Another one. Travis Kelsey's 25 to 1. If see, it, that, if, I know. That's tough, though. What if he's got to have a, a buck 80 and two scores, though. Yeah, and then that's right. It's like last year was... It's, I don't know. I also thought Aaron Donald had a great shot, shot to win it last year, too. That cost me a bunch of money. Your level of confidence with the Chuck and the home teams on, on the, this weekend. Well, I'm pretty high on it's, the Eagles. This is usually, remember, usually, someone usually bleeps the bet here. Oh, spills it up. Yeah, for so sure. There's always the, this second round stink bomb. We're getting feedback right now on Twitter uh, at VSIN Live at Mitch Moss Radio, Paulie Howard. A bunch of people today making the case Jacksonville's getting too many points. Well, I could see that. You said that earlier today, oh, too. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, they have been, they've been, until the first half, they were hot offensively. Yeah, I mean, it, they still it, scored 30 points. If the, oh, so, just to win the game, yeah, I like the Eagles quite a bit, just to win the game. Eagles, um, along with the Chiefs, I think that could be a really good two-team teaser if the Eagles get to seven and a half points here. I need to find out more about the health of the uh, Bengals' offensive line. Because mm-hmm. if that's going to be a third player down from last night's law, uh, win, then I don't love their chances against Buffalo. But... And then I, regardless of which team wins tonight, I mean, the 49ers are just a machine right now. You know? have to be favored in Philly. Have to be. Uh, Barring an injury. This minute, yeah, I would playing. say they're favored. I, I, I give them a break, all right? It was a bad first half defensively. But they, they got the big fumble uh, in the red zone, and then they, they contained them in the second half. So, good job. Who do you think is playing for the Super Bowl right now? I, we each bet Bengals 49ers uh, before the playoffs started. Yeah, the exacta. Yeah, the, on the exacta, yeah. Tough. I, I, yeah. Chiefs 49ers rematch? I'm on board. I'm on board. If, if we don't get, imagine the scenarios if we don't get an upset. Oh, boy, do we win as football fans. Yeah, we do. Eagles, Bills. The fans would take over Glendale. It would be a madhouse. Bills, anybody. Can they exercise the demons? Chiefs Niners is sexy. Chiefs Eagles. Bills not. I mean, look at the possible matchups. Here. Uh, if, if that's Championship Sunday, where we get Bills Chiefs neutral, and then Niners at Eagles, that's just as good as it gets. Yep. But it, it also, like you said, I mean, something usually happens this round where it's like, oh, too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that the year that uh, the Giants beat the Patriots when the Patriots were eighteen and zero, the NFC playoffs. That year, the, the Cowboys were awesome and the Packers were great. And we were looking at a Packers-Cowboys NFC title game in Dallas, which would have been Favre versus Romo. And the ratings would have just been yep. all-time good. But the, the Giants beat both of them. Yep. I hear you. I know. Let's see if they can pull it off again with the late game Saturday. People are already saying it's 07, uh, 2011 all over again. Yeah, so the pro tip, what we were just talking about right now, if you think a team can win the Super Bowl, you can currently get better number or numbers on a player from that team to win the MVP. We just ran down plenty of examples. If you like the Chiefs, well, Mahomes is plus 350. 
Super Bowl odds for the Chiefs around plus 310. Josh Allen, 6-1 to one to win the Super Bowl MVP. Bills are plus 350. Maybe there's a 4-1 to one out there as well. That's the angle that you might want to take at this point. Up next, we will get into the Monday night football game that we have to cap off the weekend. Michael Gelkin covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. The Cowboys are 11-1 on turf, 1-4 on grass this season. Does it mean anything tonight? We'll ask him next here on Follow the Money Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.